This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. You might think most banks are the same. At Premise, we agree, and we don't like it. Most banks have been given a pass, and we wondered why. Then, we wondered why not. Why not cut red tape? Why not offer actually free checking? Why not send a driver to you? Yeah, literally to your door. Premise is here to be different and be the first bank to get it right. Welcome to banking as it should be. Visit premisebank.com to see how. Member FDIC. Well, welcome once again, everybody, to another sparkling edition of that Millwall podcast as we step into the lion's den with another former Millwall player. This guy, uh, one of a unique band of players from Denmark who played for us, uh, I'd like to welcome Paul Huberts. Good Good morning, Paul. Good morning. And how are things in Denmark? Um, Yeah, it's snowing and... um... We're in the middle of the second lockdown, so um, what can I say? Yeah, well, thank you very much for joining us. It's, uh, yeah, but it's, you know, it's an absolute pleasure to get on. Uh, very fondly remembered. Thanks. Right then, now then. Uh, something that my son came up with, my son Anthony. 
who remembered this useless piece of information. But you grew up actually as an Arsenal fan because something about your youth team coach bought you all McDonald's or something? Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an old story. Yeah. When I was a, a young player and then um, after three wins, we went to, um, every, every time I have a three win in a row, we went to the McDonald's and then um, he was a he was a massive Arsenal fan from his beginning and then, um, yeah, so I was just went to be uh, be the same. Um, but it's a hard time. It's been a hard time for the last 10, 10 years. But um, yeah, it's the same as uh, if if you if you want to be a, a big fan, you need to support them in uh, in both ways, as you say. Uh, so you're still an Arsenal fan to these days, are you? <laughs> I am, to be honest, and I'm very happy about the new um, the new manager and. Um, and I think it's going to be um, it's going to be it's going to be good stuff, but it's going to be it's going to going to take some time. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Yes, yeah, time isn't always something that you get in football, though, is it? No, it's not. Uh, but I think I think we're going to do it now because um, he seems to have a, some 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 good history from his assistant in in CD and. Um, and uh, I think he's going to go do some good stuff, and, and hopefully he's going to use more more all the young stars instead of uh, instead of taking all the, the big stars as Özil. You know, he, he went to uh, to Turkish football now because yeah, you know the story. So yeah. So we'll come back on to you. You're from a place called Roskilde. Have I said that right in Denmark? That's absolutely correct. Thank God for that. I was dreading <laughs> having to say that. Uh, so, so would you tell us a little bit about your football career before you came to Millwall? Uh, yeah, I played in Denmark. Uh, they, they call it the Superliga. Uh, it's the same as the Premier League, but it's nothing to compare to the Premier League. Um, I played there for, for uh, yeah, s- seven, eight years before, um, before I, went, um, I went to Millwall on, uh, on a trial, on, 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 a, on a game against uh, Reading, I think it was. Um, and then suddenly a week after I signed for the, for the club, I didn't know anything about Millwall, to be honest, but I found out what it was. And um, yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the best time of my life, to be honest, because of the fans. That's, that's the only story. <laughs> so you were, you'd had a little bit of success in Denmark, I think you. I think you've won promotion with, with was it with Farum or something yeah, like I, that? I, I had two promotions with two clubs from the first division to the Superliga, and then, uh, and then I played in the Superliga. But uh, I haven't won anything uh, like, um, yeah. So. So you were 28, 29. You'd been around a little bit, which is probably fair to say. You'd moved to two or three clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did the move to Millwall come about? It seems quite a strange move at 29. Oh, it was, to be honest. I played in um, I played in Aalborg, uh, one of the top five clubs in, in, in Denmark, and um, I played there for a year. Uh, to sign some new players in the summer and then I had a word with my agent I said I'm, I'm 29 I want to play uh, I always had a dream to, to play somewhere in England I think England is the whole uh, the whole package in England is brilliant I, I love uh, afterwards after I've been playing I, I, I love going to, to London and go to the pubs and all the the whole Saturday It's I'm a big fan of it to be honest um, I'm a massive pint drinker as well so 
<laughs> so it's that's the story. Um, and then, um, the, the, yeah, he, he he lived in England at that point. Um, uh, his name is Michael Johansen. He's been playing for Bolton and and Coventry as a small guy with red hair. So um, he he lived in he lived in England at that moment and said, um, "There are some chances you can you can go on trial, but I'm I'm 29 and I'm settling down well in Denmark." But but I took the chance and then um, after just one game I, I, I went into the flight in the morning and i played in the evening and home the day after and then suddenly uh, they uh, yeah they were they were paying uh, the money that that needed and then um, it, it was a new setup i think nigel spackman was the manager uh, he was he was new and there was lots of players and yeah so that's the story i think <laughs> i th- i think that I think you were probably working in, uh, yeah, were you working and playing in Denmark at the time? So it must have been quite a change. No, 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 I was not. I've, I've been living in for for six, six, seven years before I signed for Millwall. So, no, I've been living in football for, for 12 years, so altogether. Right, okay. Uh, so you fly over <laughs> on a Monday morning. I think it was. You... You play on the Tuesday. Did you did you have any time to train with us before yeah, that I, game? I had a I had a I had a session. Um, I think I had a session Monday afternoon with all the guys, and then Monday morning alone with the the assistant uh, manager and the uh, and the goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper was just kicking the ball up to me, and I was hitting the ball for like half an hour. And then I said, okay. That's what you're gonna to do tonight, the assistant, um, the Scottish assistant manager. I can't remember his name. Uh, Willie uh, Donaghy. Willie Donaghy. Yeah. It was very strange for me to be honest because that's not how you play in Denmark. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to Millwall. Yeah, well, we do things a strange way down at the Den. Oh, sometimes, yeah. So, what did you honestly think that you suddenly? You, you were suddenly at this training ground and people were just kicking balls at you and telling you <laughs> you've had this ball. What was going through your mind? Um, a lot, I think. Um, but to be honest, I was just quite happy. I was flying into London. London is... Uh, I love London. Everything in London is not at the moment, I suppose, but uh, normally it's, normally it's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great city. Um, and... Um, Lots of football clubs, you know. And I was a massive Arsenal fan, so. And then um, it was just like enjoying it, and then uh, had a good uh, preseason game, to be honest, against Reading. I think they were promoted this summer to the to the to the Premier League, and we only lost one nil. And uh, things were going things were going okay in the game, so um, yeah, it was fine. So, what was your first impression of the Dan? Um, nice. Uh, big stadium, uh, a strange area, I think, traveling from the hotel um, uh, with my agent to this, uh, what can I call it, like a poor area. It still, it still is, to be honest, probably the, the only, only poor area in, in city of London, isn't it? Um, but yeah. Yeah, but there are worse, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I guess... <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that you... 
how does how did the den compare with like Danish grounds that you'd played in? Uh, it was quite a normal stadium. We have the the, the place I've played for before. Aalborg have about twenty thousand, um, and so it's 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 a bit newer stadium, but it's it's still the same. But but you can come you can compare the, the fans to anyone in in Denmark. So it's all about. It's all about the fans. It's not about the stadium, to be honest. So you played in this one game. Yeah. You did quite well. We lost 1-0. You go home the day after the game. Mm-hmm. Did you think that Millwall was still interested or or how was it left? Uh, yeah, I heard they were still interested. Um, so I went back to uh, to Denmark, and then I just had a had a few good days in London, and I was enjoying it. So I was I was quite happy in, in uh, where I played because it was a big club in Denmark. But um, as as you know, if you take your chances and and you you have a trial, you, you you're, you're pretty interested in in, uh, in going there. So. So at the end of the at the end of the week, in a few days, they were talking about they didn't want to pay the money that my club wanted. So um, so so to be honest, I didn't think it was going through. But then suddenly, um, it was only a week before before the first game of the season, I think. And then yeah, one day I just said, "It's fine. You have to you have to take the flight over and sign if you if you want to do it." And then there was two two year contract for me. And then yeah, left my family. And then um, here we go. Because that was quite a season of transition for Millwall. I think you'd have been one of about twenty-five signings that was, that Nigel Spackman made. It was a it was a strange start, to be honest. But for me, I was just a new player, so I didn't even know everything about it. But yeah, afterwards, I can see uh, it was probably the worst start ever. They were relegated from from the championship and. Um, and my point of view and the club's point of view was that we need to go back as soon as possible um, with a new manager and all that stuff. But I think um, we lost the three or four first games. And uh, I remember my first goal and I remember my first win. <laughs> <laughs> so so you'd come over here. The club had got off to a poor start. We had Mark Phillips on. Uh, he'll be on... He would have been on the episode before yours. Yeah, the he said that Nigel. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. The central defender. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, that you never saw Nigel Spackman between Monday and Thursday, and then he came in laughing and joking. Is that right? Well, it, it is absolutely right. To be honest, it's it's a strange story because um, I, I don't even think that Nigel signed me. I think it was Willie Donicky who signed me. Um, but yeah, I, um, as I heard, uh, 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 Nigel Speckman was not coming from a from a manager uh, job. He was on a sports channel for for, for yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, so we worked he, for Sky Sports exactly. So he was, if I can say that, he was an absolutely shitty manager, um, and yeah. He got sacked after what? In September already, I think it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, so, so you've come over. The manager's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> You're signed by the assistant manager who's pelting footballs at you. Yeah. You, I think your first 
five or six games, you couldn't get off the bench, could you? Uh, yes, I think I, uh, I went, I came on for the last 10, 20 minutes, um, all the games. And I, I remember one game in Cheltenham, we lost 5-1, I think. And I went in already in the half time, but it was awful to be honest. <laughs> um, we every game, I think we were we were the big we were big favorites because we were relegated and they signed all these players and all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, everything just went wrong. <laughs> what did go wrong? What was actually wrong? Yeah, but that was a five-one defeat at Chesterfield. Yeah, I remember Chesterfield, it yeah, yeah. all too well. I can oh. remember getting a police escort all the way through <laughs> Chesterfield and then oh a police escort depressed all the way back out of Chesterfield uh. as well. So what was wrong with the club at that time? Was it just too many players? And oh, it, mu it must have been all these new players. Um, that's, the, that's, the, that's the story, I think. And the new manager, he didn't fit into the club. You have to be, a, I think you have to be... A, Kind of a type to uh, to be uh, to be a manager for Millwall as as a player as well. Um, you have to uh, you have to be dedicated to um, to the club. You have to be dedicated, especially to the fans. Um, and if if you if you just like think you're a big name, like Nigel Spackman, example, I, I don't know. But if if you think you're he's 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 also a former Liverpool player, isn't he? So yeah. and Chelsea and Chelsea. So so the story is that. Probably he was signed for the money. I don't even know, but let's say it's that way. And then, and then suddenly he, he came to this club, and then uh, find out what, it, how the fans reacted on, on his, uh, yeah, not being on the training ground attitude. <laughs> yeah, you must have thought, where's the manager? Oh, actually, I was thinking, where's the manager? Sometimes the managers in. In uh, in Denmark, are playing on the training ground. If you if you need one extra player, because they're former players as well. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. But he, he came on Friday, and then he was ready for the game Saturday in his uh, in his nice suit. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seemed that Mill was a bit of a basket case of a club, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's the truth. <laughs> the um, and then I think. After the week after the Chesterfield defeat, I think you scored your first goal, didn't you, against Oldham? Oh, yeah. That was probably the, the best time of life at that moment. Uh, what do you I remember think, about the game and the goal? I remember it was nil-nil and I came on the bench and then I scored just in front of all the best fans in the world, to be honest. <laughs> what I played for, um, just behind the goals where... Uh, some of the, yeah, some of the hardcore fans are everywhere in the stadium, but uh, but the, the the big supporters are behind the goal. I remember, um, so um, and then I just went went off to the fans and I kissed the bats after one second. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, think about. It. Yeah, but do you cringe at your reaction to the goal if you ever see it again? Yeah. Do you think did I really do that? That's that's a good point. Yeah. So you ran to the cold blow lane end, exactly. And then, well, we I think they needed a win, and I think the players as well needed a win, and the manager. So, uh, oh, that was good times. I remember end of end of August, I think it was. What do you remember about the players that you played with? Obviously, we had Kevin Braniff at the club at the time, Marvin Williams, who's been another guest on 
one of our shows. Very, very good young player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul That's... Robinson, who's still yeah. at the club, central defender. Uh, a guy called Tom Brighton. Tom Brighton from think... Scotland? Yeah, who I yeah. think spent yeah. more time on the injury table than he, or on the treatment uh, table than he did on the good. pitch. He was a left winger, quite quite good, but he didn't play so much. I still I still talk with uh, Alan Dunn sometimes. Um, he, he lives not too far from me in Bromley, um, and uh, yeah. So uh, and uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I think he's at Oxford now. Um, Chris Hackett. Chris Hackett, yeah, yeah. I spoke with him what in the first lockdown because we were talking about. Made it up in in London when when uh, when it was over, but now we're in the second uh, lockdown. So so hopefully it's going to be. Uh, uh, is it the third lockdown for you now? Or? So I was just talking about uh, when Nigel Spackman got sacked. I think you'd actually scored your second goal just before then, didn't you? Against Gillingham away, which was a big local game for us. Yeah, back. yeah. I also think I played in the was it the FA Cup? I scored. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it, we we played at Gillingham at home in the FA Cup or something like that. Just a few days after the, just yeah, a probably, few days, yeah. Because the FA Cup's a little bit later in the year, isn't it? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So Nigel Spackman, who signed you or didn't sign you, as the case <laughs> may be, yeah. uh, gets sacked after a few games. Uh, what was the what was the feeling in the dressing room after he got sacked? Did you notice any difference? Uh, not really. I, th I think people were quite happy about it because he he, need, he didn't even watch our, our training. So when when you just came on a Friday and then tell people to where to play and all that stuff the day before you you're not. Uh, you don't have any talks with the the, the gaffa and all that stuff. Uh, so so, for me it was fine. And um, as I said before, to be honest, I think it was more the the assistant manager who signed me. So um, after that, I was uh, pretty much more on the pitch. So yeah. So you were quite happy with the change of manager. Absolutely, absolutely. So Willie Donaghy takes over, and. Uh... And he played quite a big part, but we'll come on to that a little bit later. Uh, we had a game against Carlisle away, where I think you scored again, didn't you? That must yeah. have been a strange experience, going to Carlisle from London. Wow, that was far away. I think <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, it's probably the closest uh, football club to, yeah, to Scotland, I think. Um, it was, pretty much. It was like... It was more than it was more than six or seven hours by the coach. I think just we we, we were training on a Friday uh, at the den, and just getting out of London took us about two hours normally on a Friday. And then is it is it M one or is it M something just up north? <laughs> Can remember? Yeah, the M one. Yeah. yeah, the M one, M twenty five, M one. Oh, un unbelievable! But yeah, that's how it is. It's more. It's more. If if you lose the game on a Saturday, it's a it's a long way back. But if you win, yeah, it's easy to go back. That's how it is. What was the travelling like compared with your time in Denmark? Uh, um, 
long. <laughs> the longest trip you have in Denmark is like it's like four hours. That's from Copenhagen to Aalborg, where I played. And if you play for and you play in a club in Copenhagen, normally you have a flight for like twenty five minutes. So um, and yeah, so but it's okay. Uh, normally in Denmark, you don't you then you don't stay on a hotel the day before. You just go on the morning. Go in the morning. Uh, it depends, but but. Every time we travel away in uh, in Millwall, we we had a stay over. So, but it's it's okay. It's okay. I don't, I don't mind. You can you can focus on the game and uh, yeah, have a have a have a nice and quiet Friday and uh, be ready for uh, for a tough game. So, who was your roommate on your away trips? Ah, uh, what's his name? Um, Scottish guy. He went to Norwegian football afterwards. Um, where did he came from? No, can't even remember his name. He went to Viking Stavanger and played a few years. I think he's still living in uh, in Norway. To be honest, he was a right. was he a defender, right right back maybe? I'm oh, sure. uh, was it Morris Ross? Exactly. He's not. Is he from Scotland? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, good guy. What was he like to have as a roommate? Oh, it was quite funny. I didn't understand anything what he was saying. I'm Scottish. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same as uh, I have to get used to Willie, uh, to Will Dunnick's accent as well, because that's very Scottish. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how it is. When you when you came over from Denmark, you can, as you know, I can, I can, I can speak English, but it's it's still a strange uh, accent even in London if, if you compare to just go for a weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So if you go up so, north, it's going to be like very strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your English like? Yeah, with yeah. Well, I guess that you learned it at school, did you? Oh yeah, it was it was okay. But but you you, you don't have all these uh, all the local language, you know, like uh, yeah, local words, yeah, slang, slang, yeah, the, and things the, like the, that. Some of the guys called me a geezer. I didn't know what it was, but. I know what it is now. <laughs> so, if there, there is no word for a geezer. If you, some people in England even don't know what it is. I think so. So yeah, that was strange. So were you a bit of a geezer? I think so. <laughs> yeah, no. You said you like a pint and things yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind. So um, yeah, it was fine. It was more like uh, Lenny Pitchell, the goalkeeper, who called me a geezer. I think he's from. I think he's from London as well, so that's probably why. Yeah, Lenny Pidgeley, that's a blast from the past for us. Uh, Quite a good <laughs> goalkeeper at times. Uh, he was okay. Yeah, good guy. So yeah, I think he came on from uh, from Chelsea as a was he a third keeper or something like that. So yeah, yeah. some yeah something like that. He had a loan spell, then we signed him. Yeah, I think. Uh, so. Was there a large drinking culture at Millwall at that time? Sorry? Yeah, you you, was there a, a big drinking culture amongst the players uh, at that time? No, no, not really. Um, we had, Of course, we had a few days out after the Tuesday games because we're off on a Wednesday. And, and if, if, if you play on a Saturday, you're... You're you're off on a Sunday, but I had I, I was bringing over my 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 wife and I had small kids at that time, so so it's not the biggest point of view from from my but but 
I I think there was a few times going out, but people lived different places. I lived in Bromley, um, where the training ground was. Some people lived up north, and uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't think there was a big drinking problem, if this, if that's the question. Yeah, no, the culture where people oh, the culture, went out. Yeah, yeah okay. where you that, went out quite a lot. That I think the culture is going out, isn't it? Uh, and it still is, hopefully. <laughs> I'm not sure about the players. It's more like the the fans. They want to go out, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think around about that time, uh, there was a big demonstration, wasn't there? After one game oh, against Nigel Spackman, tell us was, about that. That was the game where he was sacked the day after. Um, I remember we lost on a on a Tuesday. I can't remember which game it was, but we lost. And then um, we were waiting in the in the dressing room, told being told not going out. Uh, so um, so afterwards, the the police. Uh, took us to the cars and then we left. I think it was an hour after the game. And then uh, I don't know how many people, but they were waiting outside and screaming like, uh, yeah, they were only waiting for one guy, uh, I suppose. And then uh, the day after, in the morning, we were training. Normally we're not on, we were not training the day after that game, but we were training. And then uh, there was no Nigel Speck, man. He, he, normally he was not on the pitch, but he was... He was not even in the club, so um, yeah, he was sacked uh, after the game, and uh, probably because of the bad results and uh, his attitude. He was he didn't have the right attitude to the club, I think. To be honest, I think that was a game against Northampton that you ended up joining. I think was his last game in charge. Yeah, 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 probably. And and if you're a Millwall club, you don't have to. Lose a game at home against Northampton. To be honest, <laughs> just I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so uh, yeah, that was that was the. Yeah, that was a bit strange for me to be honest, but he, because I was I was not afraid, but I was thinking um, this is uh, this is more than just uh, this is more than just uh, normally fans want to go to the game and then go home to the family. These these people are. Yeah, are supporting some 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 good stuff, and uh, and they want to be they want to be a, a part of it, not of the our players, but just be a part of the club and all that stuff behind. I think. Yeah, it's passion, isn't it? It's it's the best passion ever. So um, I, I bring people to uh, to Millwall every year, a group of like 25, 30 people um, every year. I've not been this year, <laughs> but. Hopefully it's going to be. Uh, it could be nice after the summer, but or else it's going to be the the year after. We we have a we have a like a, a Facebook group where you can where you can join and then um, you can you can go to the to London with the with with a journalist and and me and then we have a whole day in in London. Go to the pub and then we do the stuff and then uh, the game and then back to uh, London Bridge. So um, yeah, it's it's quite a big thing to me to to. Um, to go to to uh, to uh, to the den every year and uh, and watch uh, the supporters. So you're getting this police escort out of the dressing room and to your car, <laughs> with everybody losing their minds around you. Yeah, you you must have you must have been shaking your head in disbelief. Uh, 
yeah, of course, I, it was it was a big, big uh, different for me because in Denmark you just you just go home after the game. We have we have two big clubs in Denmark. We have uh, FC Copenhagen and we have Brøndby. They have uh, they have some supporters like some of the Millwalls, a, a few thousand, but um, but it's it's not the same, and it and it and they don't have the same history. I didn't know anything about Millwall supporters and all the history, but. But after I've been playing for Millwall, I I know how how the history is and and what the passion is for the club and and all that stuff. So so uh, I just went home and then um, I couldn't fall asleep a few hours. But 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 um, <laughs> after uh, when I'm when I'm sitting here in Denmark right now and thinking back of the times, I think it. It was. It was just. It's just a. It's just a bit of Millwall, to be honest. It's, I'm. I'm not surprised that now, when I'm thinking back, it's just. It's just a passion. You can't find it. You can't find this passion in anywhere else. Maybe in. I think they have some in West Ham and some of the Chelsea old supporters also, but I, I don't think they have them anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I need, yeah, but I need to pull you up on your language. Yeah, well, we don't mention that West. thing from East London. I know the West Ham stuff. <laughs> I hate them as well. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. You're an even bigger hero with Millwall fans. <sighs> I tell you what, after calling West Ham scum, you yeah. won't ever have to buy a drink again and <laughs> in and around South East London. Uh, I always go with the, you know, depends on the, on my on my jacket when I go to the Millwall game. All these West Ham scums, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, did it take you long to buy into the supporters? How or? much? Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, how much Millwall hate West Ham and vice versa? Um, not, not really. It was just after my first goal, I found out was how how the fans uh, were working. Uh, you, you, it's it's not all it's not always about goals and winning. It's it's more like showing the right attitude. Um, uh, you can you can you can fight on the pitch. You can show the uh, how high you can go with your elbows and all that stuff. Uh, and um, yeah, and 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 in England you have not at the moment because all these uh, shitty VAR system. But but when you play in League One, you are allowed to do so much uh, shitty things on the pitch before getting even a yellow card. So um, <laughs> that, that especially like when I played, uh, there were there were there was a long. Long credit to getting a yellow card, and you have to get five yellow cards to get a uh, suspension. In Denmark, you have three yellow cards; you're already suspended for a game. So, so for me, it was just like, go on, show the supporters you can, you can do anything else than just score goals. Yeah. So you're six foot five. Did you actually enjoy the physical aspect of the game? Were you a physical player in Denmark? Yeah, yeah, I was, but I was like more like a technical, uh, high physical, uh, not as a like a tall player with 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 um, with 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 a good te- technique. Uh, but when I played in England, they they didn't find my technique; <laughs> they were just finding my head. So, <clears throat> yeah, you don't. When I played for middle, we didn't play with midfielders; we were playing with defenders and and strikers <laughs> and goalkeeping. <laughs> we don't have any midfielders, I think. Yeah, but everything would have been bypassed yeah, like, they were, straight they were over running, the top. Yeah. They were running from from uh, from from the end to end. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, well, that's why going back to your first training session, that's oh. why we had you heading the ball all the time. Yeah. You must have thought. You must have thought then. Aye, aye, there's something not quite right here. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that after that training session, but <laughs> when when you came over for 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 a trial and been there for like a few days, you don't uh, want to tell the the assistant manager how to play me. So I was just uh, it was, it was I liked the, the the game of football in England, um, not the Premier League football. There are too much um, all these. Uh, what can I say? It's, it's probably the best football you play in England in the Premier League. But you have all these cameras all over the place, and you don't, you don't, you're not allowed to do anything. But when you play like the Championship and League One, it's more action. I think it's the supporters love to to watch a Championship and a and a League One game because you there is um, there was yeah. What can I say? Like uh, you have to to have to watch the game all the time. If you can say that, yeah, and, and you were quite happy with that kind of style. You, yeah, but I know that you, yeah, you said you were probably more of a technical player, but you didn't mind mixing it. You didn't mind using your elbows and things no, no, like no. that. Not at all. That's all the defenders were doing the same at me. So, uh, and and they have to be honest, they have some strong people in the in the league one. I'm not saying they're the best footballers, but they are pretty strong. Some of the defenders. <laughs> I remember the guy who played. He, he played for played for Nottingham Forest. I think he's he's the the former Leicester captain. Was it, was it Morgan? Uh, yeah, Wes Morgan. Yeah. Wes Morgan. He was stronger than an ox. And I and I played up front in Northampton with the uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, he played in. Uh, Ah, oh, the biggest, the strongest player in England at the moment. He's been for the last ten years. What's his name? Oh, uh, Adi. Uh, Adi, 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 Adi yeah. Whoa, he's he's the strongest player ever. <laughs> and I was playing up front with him, so uh, you can imagine how that went on. <laughs> <laughs> because in England at the time, or yeah, but even at Millwall, you were the big guy up front and you were expected to win the ball for the likes of Darren Byfield. Yeah, yeah. A smaller right. guy, a smaller, quicker guy. Yeah. And then I think Neil Harris came on loan later that season, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's right. He came on loan after the after Christmas, yeah. So what was it like playing with those smaller guys? What was Byfield like to play with? Um oh it was it was it was it was, it was fine. Uh Byfield was more like a not, not. Yeah, you, you're probably more like a technical player, but a very fast striker. So, uh, and he was um, he was doing his job quite well. He was he was he was working hard as well. So, um, I had a good mix with him, um, to be honest. Uh, your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com.
Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, I think we, 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 we had some good some good games um, and then uh, we were on a good uh, I think we went to to win a few uh, we went we went to win we went to have a good games after Christmas especially uh, when Neil Harris came on um, we were changing Neil Byfield and me from the bench and then uh, played some good games yeah yeah, you mentioned that combination you had with Byfield, which brings us quite nicely on to a game that I remember very well, which was a Boxing Day game down at Brentford. I remember that game as well. <laughs> well I, was watching, I was watching it uh, a few weeks ago because uh, some guy sent it. Uh, it was, I think it was on YouTube and he, was, uh, yeah, he went to send it to me, so that was quite funny. Yeah, no, I watched it on YouTube last week after yeah, we spoke yeah. on email and you kindly agreed to come on. Yeah. I had it in my mind that you'd scored a hat-trick that day. I would have scored a hat-trick if Byfield didn't took the ball from me. If you have, if you watch it again, he took the ball out of my hands. But I think, yeah. to be honest, that's a typical Byfield attitude. Um, yeah. Sorry for that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I want to talk about that game because obviously we get down to Brentford and you scored two, didn't you? Yeah. Quite. I think your first one uh, was a knockback to the goalkeeper and you and you took advantage of it, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. And then it was early, very early in the game. And then I scored a header in the second half, I think. Yeah. And then you crossed the ball. Oh. One hell of a cross. I tell you what, mate. Yeah, well, you talk about you being a technical player. Yeah. I wish that yeah, well, I wish that we had you at the moment because because we can't create chances for love nor money. And you put this ball, which is ridiculous, into the back post for Paul Robinson's head. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah. And yeah, was that an aspect of your game that you were quite good at? Was actually crossing the ball and playing yeah. other people in. Yeah, normally I, I I do more assists than goals. Even that I'm a big striker, to be honest. Um, I, I I'd rather be playing on the the four three three system where you where you put me on the, put me on the line instead of in the box, and then I can go to the second if you you know what I mean. So, but yeah. Um, I think most of the time we played four four two in middle one, uh, and they wanted me to be in the in the middle because I could hit the ball. That's that's probably fine. So yeah, but um, but I love going on the side and then cross the ball as well. And then we get a penalty. <laughs> I think we're four one up at the time. They've just had a player sent off, and I remember this. And you'll and no doubt you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but. I remember you picking the ball up. That's right. And the time on the tradition is that if a player's on a hat trick, 
and you're winning 3-0, you give that player the ball. And I can remember Darren Byfield and you arguing over if you took this penalty or not. What was actually said? I do agree what you're saying, but I think if you have to say a few bad things about Byfield, um, he is... He was, uh, my point of view, like a, 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 what can you say, a big, big star striker attitude. So he wanted to be the top goal scorer at the club. Um, so even that I scored two goals, he was thinking about himself. And for me, it's more, it's more like a team performance. You have to win. And if I, if I'm not scoring the hat track, that's fine for me. So. So that's the story, and uh, he scored the goal, and then you can't complain anything. But, but that's the that's the Byfield story, I think. Did you score many hat tricks in your career? I don't think so. If if I could, I would have remembered. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe maybe a few, but uh, not 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 in England, unfortunately. And. Yeah, no, and that was probably as close as you were going to get for Millwall, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and especially on a, it was my first Boxing Day game, and it was like that. That day is the uh, biggest football day ever, I think, in England, and it's, and it's the best day as well. Uh, because when I normally in in Denmark, you you're not playing at the Christmas. You have all these Christmas dinner, drinking and eating, but when you're <laughs> over there, like, and my family was was at my house with my wife and kids um, and you want to play football and you see all these fans coming over and it was a local derby as well so it was probably the best some one of the best games for me in the in the in the Millwall shirt I think what was it like for you to actually play over Christmas as you said in Denmark you stop midwinter because of all the snow and everything yeah. but suddenly you have to play what was going what did you think? I think it was perfect because when 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 you um, I didn't have the first preseason in England, but but I found out how hard the two months is in the preseason. But when when you go on starting in August, then you just have to play games, 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 games all the time until the beginning of May. You have to like the the, the tournament. You have the the what is it called? The FA Cup, the the Coca Cola Trophy, or yeah. what is it called now? Something like that. And then you have a like yeah. You also we we also had a, like a League One, League Two tournament. I'm not sure what it was, but yeah, yeah, the Dulux Cup or whatever yeah. it's called these days. I think it's the Pizza Cup. It's sponsored oh, by okay. it's sponsored so, by Papa John's or something. Now. So so we have game all the times, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I've never been a big fan of double sessions. We have lots of double sessions in, in Denmark, but but in England you play like Saturday, Tuesday. Most of the time, so you're off on a Wednesday, you're off on a Sunday. Maybe you have a double session Monday, but then, then even that, you just play games all the time. And 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 when you are you you have a if you have a bad game, you just want to go on to the next game. You know what I mean? Like being prepared and ready for the fans and the supporters. So uh, so that's I love the, the the good the good part of playing all the games all the time in England. Because you'd have been quite confident about scoring that penalty at Brentford, because I think you actually scored a penalty against Gillingham earlier that season in the League Cup. We're talking about cups and penalties and things yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But but the story is that 
Byfield want to be the top scorer, and I think he went to 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 score a few more goals than me. So that's probably why. <laughs> that's probably why. I don't know. You can you can call him, ask him about the the, the penalty at the at Brentford. Funnily enough, I do want to get Darren Byfield on here because there's lots of stories. I think he was only at the club for a season like you, but he was a yeah. character, wasn't he? Oh, he was. And he, he went off uh, in the summer as well when I, uh, when I left the club. Um, we had a few training with the reserves suddenly because, uh, yeah, long story. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll come on to that a little bit later. Yeah. But then Neil Harris was signed, obviously Mill's leading goal scorer in history. Yeah. What was he like to play with? What were your impressions of Bomber? Uh, um, now I have to take care because I know he's a, he's a massive Millwall uh, he's a massive Millwall uh, likable guy so I have to take care now. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about him. I think he came on from Nottingham Forest and he has he was the Absolutely top goal scorer, all history for the club. Um, he was a good player, uh, very, uh, what can you say, um, hard-working guy. He was, he, was, uh, he was working for every ball. That's, that's a good part of uh, his, uh, his, his playing style. If you not have the best game, you just work hard, and he worked very hard, also at the training ground and all that stuff. But... Um, he was he was not my kind of type like um, like a person outside the pitch so uh, we didn't even we didn't have the best time so but but he was a good player so you didn't really see him off the pitch or anything like that no not really um, I think it took all my uh, I was uh, I was quite happy about the fans and the, the fans uh, was the same about me and then suddenly Neil Harris came on from from all the, the old uh, history and he was more like a, a fan than, than me so uh, he took over and, and uh, he also went to play if, uh, he, he played like the same uh, he played he played striker as me so we were like uh, yeah yeah exactly and I think you actually came on for Neil Harris in a game against Chesterfield the return game against Chesterfield where I think you scored the winning goal I think that was a last minute goal yeah, that's right. That's what was it in uh, was it in, in March or April or something? Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind coming uh, on from the bench and then score goals, but uh, it, it's better to be like being in the starting eleven. That they some sometimes they just they wanted the, the supporters wanted me to be on the bench and then came on the last twenty minutes because they called me a super sub and they loved just streaming my name when I was running running up the on the line behind the. Yeah, the lino. <laughs> yeah, can you still remember the chance whenever you used to come on? Uber. Yeah, yeah, that's that is exactly what I mean. That's not that's not even how you say my name in Denmark, so that's quite funny. Oh mate, you yeah, well we just say yeah, we could be called a lot worse down at Millwall, oh, trust yeah. me. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I I've been I've been there as a as a player for another team, so uh, I know how how hard it is. Even that. I'm... Well, we're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna come on to that a little bit later. Yeah. Now yeah. then, uh, another memorable game I think in your season with us 
was a 5-2 defeat against Leighton Orient. Yeah. Where I think we were 3-0 down after 12 minutes. I think that's the game where he was sacked, wasn't it? Didn't he get sacked after that game? Uh, No, Willie Donaghy was still the manager. No, Willie Donaghy was the manager. Okay, yeah. Uh, That was a a terrible game. Also because that was a... It was a local team. So... uh, all these local teams I didn't know anything about before I went to Millwall. I didn't even know Lenorian was a, a club in London. So that's all, yeah. Yeah, they're just an insignificant team. Nobody really cares about them. Not even they really care about them. <laughs> yeah, but the support Lenorian is like a life sentence. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. honestly. Yeah, yeah. they don't send you to prison in England no. anymore. They just send no. you to watch Lenorian play. <laughs> That's how boring it is. <laughs> oh, mate, it is awful. It's one of those they places. A, they have a city ground as well, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, the little tiny little place in yeah, East London. If, if they still play the same place, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they yeah they do. I think they've built flats on all four sides now. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which, so you get through to the end of that first season. I think you've... What did you get? Nine or ten goals, something like that. So you must have been quite happy with the way that it was going. Yeah, I was. I also scored a few goals in the in some of the other tournaments. I went to score. Was it thirteen or fourteen all to, all together? So yeah, that was, for me it was a brilliant season. And uh, I went home with my family to Denmark uh, for for nearly two months, and then uh, couldn't wait to get to get back because um, I think. Uh, all together, it was uh, was a good match with uh, the club, London, the supporters, and uh, and all that stuff. So you so you come back off your summer holidays, and you, you called into a meeting with Willie Donaghy. Yeah, it was the the worst meeting ever. I remember uh, that I went to. Um, I think I think we're off for, for eight. Eight weeks, to be honest, and then I went back to um, to my house in Bromley uh, on my own because my kids and family uh, stayed in Denmark for a few weeks. And then uh, the first uh, the first day at um, at the training ground, uh, I went to the office with Willie, and 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 he said, "That's the worst. That's the worst uh, uh, worst ever for me uh, as a footballer." He, he just told me exactly. He said, "Paul, welcome back." I just want to let you know that you're never going to play any more games in the Millwall shirt. And then he said, off you go. No explanation? Not at all. And suddenly from being a quite happy, tall Danish guy, uh, coming back to the, to the club, summer, the weather was nice, London, all the stuff, everything was good. In, in just in, in 10 seconds, I was just like, uh, sitting in the yeah, the worst place ever. What was going through your mind? Did you did you I think was, why is this happening to me? I no, scored 13, yeah. 14 goals last season. I'm popular. I, I just yeah, that's that's what I mean. I just called my my uh, my just called my agent, and then uh, my agent uh, was talking with with Willie uh, afterwards, and uh, and he was just like yeah, but. We have uh, to do. Uh, we have to go on our way. We uh, we're not gonna play with some people, and I was one of them. 
So we were like a few people who was not training, even training with the um, with the, the first team were just in the afternoon with the reserves. And but to in my mind, it was just like, all right, uh, get everything sorted, get uh, get fit. Um, my manager was already talking about a few clubs was interested in me. I went to Bournemouth to play a game. Uh, they didn't have the money for to sign me, and then uh, and then I was just getting fit. I was I was still in the club for more than more than a month before I signed for Northampton a week before the first pre before the first uh, game I think so um, I was professional and then uh, doing my work yeah it just seems absolutely mental that a guy that had had the impact that you'd had in your first season is just suddenly shoved out the door and told you not wanted yeah Oh, it was, and I was very disappointed. I was very angry at myself because I was thinking, "What, what's his problem? If if you don't like me as a person, then tell me, uh, and then still use me on the pitch." But on the pitch, but but uh, he didn't really say anything to me. He was just like, "You can you can go and ask your your agent or, or do what you want to do." But yeah, I, I went to to. Uh, to I was I had a few sessions with Byfield, and he also went. He also left the club. I'm, I'm not sure where he was going, but uh, yeah. Were you ever tempted just to stay? You'd got a year left on your contract. We were quite good payers, I think, for a League One club. Were you ever tempted just to? Stay and see if you could force your way into the manager's plans. Mm, yeah, sometimes I was because, as you said before, my for me it's not for me it's football not about wages. But when when you when you've been told you're not going to play any more games, you have to, to to look the other way around and say, all right, they pay me some good money. Um, I have my family over here. Uh, I, I'm I'm nearly I'm nearly thirty. I have to. To, uh, to to find out what to do now, but but uh, my manager was calling me a, a few times a week and said there is a club, but they don't have they, they couldn't find the money f- for me to to uh, to move over. So uh, so I was at the moment thinking that I'm gonna stay, and then hopefully Millwall is gonna have a shitty start as well. So he so he have to play me. And bear in mind, this is Millwall. And uh, I don't think he lasted too long into that season anyway, Willie Donaghy. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> well, he got sacked. So if you'd have hung around, you never know what would have happened. I should have hung around. <laughs> <laughs> but if but if it's any consolation, I've spoken to a lot of players around about that time. Marvin Williams, Mark Phillips one or two others, and they've all said the same about Willie Donaghy. Yeah. The, nobody seemed to rate him very highly. You're difficult to find anybody that's got a good word to say about him. No, not really. He was, he was, I think he was, he was quite a good manager to, um, to get people uh, ready for the game, you know, like... Um, uh, like an assistant, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and then suddenly he was the, the the manager, and he had he had a he had a, I think I'm not sure about the start, but he had he had a good run uh, in in the in his first season, so that's why they signed him. Uh, but he was he was he was he was more or less like uh, not not the most happy people if you happy person if you can say that. 
Yeah. So you sign for Northampton a week before the season starts. Yeah. And then the fickle finger of fate, as we call it, one of your first games is a League <laughs> Cup tie against Millwall at Sixfields. My second game, yeah. And Northampton win 2-0. Uh, what was it like to play against a team that you'd only left two or three weeks before? Uh, it was terrible, to be honest, because at that point of view, I don't want to sign for any other club than Millwall. So, um, but, but when you move on, you... you as a footballer, you have like 10, 15 years to, uh, to, uh, to, to play and get some money in the bank, if you can say that. And then uh, I moved on to another club. It was a smaller club, but, but it was maybe a club where I could be more like a... Like the, you, don't have, you don't have to under, uh, misunderstand me, like a star. Like I, was, I was the big signing for the club at that moment. Um, I also went to be the top scorer. So um, for me, it was a good season. Um, but... But playing against Millwall was terrible. I was, of, of course, I wanted to win the game, and we won two 0 so it was, was quite happy for me. But as I said, two weeks earlier, I was, I was doing some good stuff with all the guys. So yeah. You go. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Did did you get it? Yeah, no, suddenly you're not playing. Yeah, with all these people that you were playing with, you're suddenly against. It must be a strange, strange feeling. And of course, now Millwall probably wouldn't have let you play in the game. No, no, that's that's the strange thing, isn't it? But but um yeah, as I said before, if you if you move to another club, you just have to be professional and then uh do the work for the club and um, and work hard. Uh, but uh, still, I remember the game as yesterday. So, and I, and I remember the game of first first the day after New Year when I went when I when I had the red card against Neil Harris as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're going to come on to that because yeah. I think that yeah, rugby is the number one sport in Northampton. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Northampton Saints. It's not. It's not a big um, football club, but they went to had a very good season, and uh, I went to get higher than Millwall at that season. So, from my point of view, I had, it was a big success for me personally. And you scored a lot of goals there yeah, as well. I did. And you came back to the Den, uh, I think, in October, November time. Yeah, that was a shit. And um, yeah, well, from your point of view, it was, well, we won 2-0, so we're mm. quite happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like coming back to the Den, somewhere that you were very well received? What was the reception like that you got off uh, the fans? Uh, to be honest, I can't really remember that game because my head was gone because I had to go back to the to the supporters and, and we played, we, I think we played a very bad game. Uh, the game was, uh, it was it was a very bad game for us. So, um, so I can't even really remember, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah, we can't remember the reception you got off the Millwall fans or anything like that. Not really, because I was moved on to another club, and I don't even think that they were they were happy about seeing me playing for Northampton. So. Uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, well, that's probably because we were frustrated that we'd rather see you playing for Millwall. Yeah, that would be fine if, if that's the story. I, I'd take that. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll come on to that New Year's Day game. Yeah, which I think was a one-one draw. And uh, for the life of me, and I put this on our WhatsApp group last night with uh, Mickey, who you've met, and Omar. Mm-hmm. And I can't, for the life of me, remember what you got sent off for. I know it was something involving Neil Harris. So just fill us in and put me out of my misery, please. <laughs> I had I had like a a header with um, with the American defender. What's his name? Uh, Zach Whitbread. Yeah, Zach Whitbread. And then he went he went to the ground. Uh, unfortunately, um, he went into my elbow. Sometimes shit happened. <laughs> it was not like I didn't even, I had a good relationship with that guy. So that was not on my mind, to, uh, giving, him, giving him an elbow. And then suddenly Neil Harris was pushing me. Uh, so I went to the ground. And I, and I think the, um, the ref said that, um, that the red card for me was the elbow and the red card for Neil Harris was pushing me. And then I was sending off and suspended for three games Northampton tried to get some uh, some better uh, telly on the situation so they can so they can send it into the FA or something, but they didn't have anything good. So so I was just sending off three games for things uh, for an elbow I, I didn't think I was involved in. So that was shit to be honest. Yeah, but it was probably the first time that you hadn't meant to use your elbow. Then was it? <laughs> right, and then yeah, but that's the story against Neil Harris as well. He, if you, if you have a word with him, I don't think you have the best time uh, to recognize me as a person. So <laughs> <laughs> so that only added to your history with Neil Harris? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, you probably didn't get on anyway. It, it, yeah, yeah, but I can just remember it now. Yeah, but it's all coming back to me. I think, yeah. It, it it was just a mad thing to do. Ten minutes from the end of a game yeah, that it, drifted. It, it was one one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I think it's a very tough game. It was a good game as well. So, so there's no point of doing it, and um, and especially not against uh, my old player, uh, Sex. So I, I still had a good relationship with. So, but you know, sometimes the the ref see some something else than um, that you used to see so that was the problem and then Neil Harris was pushing me and I was falling very easily to the ground <laughs> even <laughs> that I'm a big guy <laughs> so it wasn't a hard push so you went down uh, and decided he's going if I'm going uh, if, you, if you're going to ask him just tell him that, that he didn't even touch me that would be funnier to say <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> so you took a dive I took a dive and it was not in the penalty area. It was just in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so did it carry on in the tunnel? Because I can remember, I, it, I it, think it, he it went off, or yeah. Yeah, you went off, yeah. and then they waited until you were down the tunnel. Yeah. It, went, it, went, it was going on in the tunnel as well, uh, me and Neil Harris. So, But just like for like a minute or something like that. Just the norm, normal story, I think, when you... When you when you send off and and you're not agree with all the stuff, you have to to tell the other guy that he's he's a prick. 
<laughs> so did you wait in the tunnel for him? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's quite an aggressive little character. You're six oh, foot five. It, yeah. it shouldn't even have been a contest. Oh, that was. I think the, the other ref was controlling us and all the assistants were carrying us to the to the dressing room, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you could have picked him up under one arm, really, couldn't you? And... Easily, easily. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last time you played against Millwall, and I think you actually left Northampton at the end of that season to go back to Denmark, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Why, yeah, why was that? Because obviously you probably had another year on your contract, did you? Or were you only signed no, on the no, one no. year? I was, I was only signed for one year. Um, the story is that Milwa was still playing, uh, paying me salaries for, for the whole year. So, um, so I was, I was, I was not on loan, but it was like more like a loan uh, contract. But um, the end of yeah, the well, year, yeah. Well, did we make up the difference in the wages or something yeah, like that? that? That's how it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I went to have a to have a good work uh, word with um, the gaffer. I think he's the assistant for Fulham now, uh, uh, assistant manager for Fulham. Um, Ray Livington. No, 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 no. I can't remember his name, but he's he's, uh, he's he was a good good manager, and uh, we had a, we had a good conversation. And um, at the end of the story, the problem uh, was that the money was not big enough in. Um, in Northampton for me to stay. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing, you don't have to, I'm not playing football for money. It was just like I had, I had my family, uh, my wife and my kids over, I have to pay like one, if, if it was in Denmark, what paid for lower wages, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, in the end, I, I went back to Denmark. In the summer, I was talking with a few clubs in England as well, but my wife, it was too much for me to go to a third club in England in three years um, with my kids and all that stuff. So we were talking about me going over on my own. Um, and But in the end, I, I went to, uh, to sign for a Danish club. So your wife never divorced you for taking you to... You've you <laughs> taken her to Millwall then? No, no, no. She, she loves London as well. So, um, so um, the, the big problem is that I wanted to be at Millwall for a longer time, but uh, the story, yeah, you already know the story, so uh, that's that's how it is. That's why I'm coming back all the, all the time with all these uh, Danish people to to show them the the character of the stadium and the, and the passion for football. I also I've, I've been to um, to the den a few times with Danish Danish television as well. When uh, for a few years ago, when Millwall played, um, went to the went to the FA Cup semi final. Was it against Wigan? Or... Yeah, we yeah, think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Then well, we, we had a we, we, yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a before the game uh, um I was I was at the stadium showing what Millwall was like and we had a few interviews with some of the supporters as well. I think Millwall's one of those places that it gets into your blood. Yeah. You can say that. I'm I'm nearly 40 I'm getting 45 and I and I can still wait to go to um, to watch a game and then uh, go to London Bridge. I have a, not a few pints, but uh, many pints. <laughs> many pints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it helps blot out the memory of what's going to go on down at the den, I suppose. Yeah. Are you still in contact with many Millwall players 
or players that you played with? Uh, not really. Uh, as as I said earlier, I was I'm I'm talking with um, Chris, Chris Hackett. Hackett. Yeah, Alan Dunn a few times. Lenny Lenny Pitchley sometimes at Messenger. Um, that's that's it. I think yeah. Um, I'll, yeah, well, suppose it's quite difficult if you're now back in Denmark and yeah, exactly. And such was the turnover of players that season. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I lived in Bromley. I think uh, Alan Dunn and, and, and Phillips lived in Beckenham. I think so. So I had I, I made I was meeting up with them a few times for coffee and all that after after training and and all that stuff. But but players around they they, they lived around London, uh, all the players. Um, so if you go south, is that's the way, and if you go up north, that's that's probably an hour, an hour and a half from each other because all the, the the massive traffic in London is unbelievable. I think. And so, just bring us up to the present. So you finish your career in Denmark, yeah, and you mentioned it pre pre we started recording. You actually now own a cinema. Yeah. How on earth do you own a cinema? Uh, because of my mom and dad. They started it, it back in the the early seventies. So um, uh, when I when I started my career, like around ten years ago, I went into the business. Um, and for me, it's it's, uh, it's it was it, it was very easy for me to to um, to, to take over uh, because you do you do quite the same stuff. Uh, you show. People, when I was when I was a footballer, I was I was on the pitch. People were like going for the game because they wanted to see the game. When you go to the cinema, you 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 want to you want to see the movie, so you just pay the amount of money to to watch a game. So what? Not a game, but a movie. So it's still the same. I, I do entertain people. Um, now it's just a cinema, not at the moment, but it's, hopefully it's going to be very soon <laughs> because this is terrible. So you've not got any problems with the business or anything like that you you have did the government give you money at the moment we can pay from the government for all these um um uh, what what do you call them uh, uh yeah the oh what's the word for it yeah they pay not not the wages but they pay all the other stuff um yeah you're all the costs yeah the costs sorry that's what i mean yeah so we're we yeah, the overheads we are quite heavy in Denmark at the moment, but we also, as you probably know, pay the highest tax in the world. <laughs> so, so that that's that's how it is. I, I'm 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 not sure it's the same story in London, but um, that's how it is. And are you a big film fan anyway? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm I'm a big fan, uh, especially Quentin Tarantino and and all these strange movies and. and and I'm still watching very much of uh, football. Um, I travel, as I said before, I travel to London a few a few times a year. Uh, and every time I go, I, I want to go to the to the Saturday game at the Den. So, um, so I missed I missed I missed that you know these trip with all the guys, just uh, away from <laughs> snowing Denmark. No, it's not too much at the moment. I think it's the same. Up. Is it snowing in up north in England or? Uh, yeah, but it's snowing all over England is it? at the moment. No. All right, yeah. I'm sure it's probably the same. And we've got minus five or something at the moment. It's pretty cold. Yeah, yeah well, minus five to summer over there for you, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's not how it is. We we have 
we are okay. We are, we're 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 satisfied in Denmark. I know I know London is, is quite nice in the summer, but uh, yeah. But you can also go to Scotland and it's raining all the time or Manchester all that stuff. And your blood and guts in your Tarantino films together, that must just be like a normal Saturday afternoon down the den. Yeah, quite. It could be the same with with these people. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Paul, that is a brilliant, brilliant place to leave this interview. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Thank you so much for having us. Having me. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.